Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Saturday morning, and we'll see what we got going. Actually, what I got go to some voicemails. Wow. I got two from Colin Spike Pitt and one from Jason Hobbs of Random Screed and Hobbs and Friends. Let's listen to, let's double up on Colin right now. Take it away. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Hello, Glenn. Michael Kane here. Thought you might appreciate that little quote from the Italian job. However, I have got another one for you. See if you can place the film. Stop throwing those Zulu spears. Hi, Glenn, it's Colin. I'll tell you what, mate, you bought this one yourself. I mean, uh, since you mentioned him, I can't get rid of the bloke. Keeps hanging around me. Look, Michael, get out of it. You're, you're starting to be a pain in, the, pain in the neck, mate. What have I got to do to get rid of you? Hello, Glenn, calling at Spike Pit again. Wow. Warhouse. That, what? Are they for real with that, with that name of that shop? That's a little bit of a uh, missus, if you ask me. And don't think I'll be taking my uh, wife down to the Warhouse. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah. It's all about the feel. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, you can't, you can't undervalue that. Oh, I mean, well, hold on. Let, rewind, rewind. You've got some good old nostalgia going there, and, and that's all about the feel, isn't it? Them old books. I've got a few of them kind of musty books, and uh, there's a few musty places that I know and. It's all about the feel. I think the OSI is a lot of feel. And, uh, yeah, my hat's off to you, man. Catch you later. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate the kind words. All right, fine. You're talking to a movie buff here, so I'm going to say 1964 Zulu. There you go. And, yeah, you're right. It could be all about the nostalgia, all about the feels. Now, the Warhouse... I don't have any problem with that name because I'm pretty much figured it probably even predates role-playing games because it looks like a shop where a bunch of war gamers set up and they just happen to have card board and role-playing games. I'm sure it was a started as a war gamer place, so the warhouse really doesn't bother me. And I'm sure it's in, and you could take your wife there. Hey, no problem. Take your wife, take your girlfriend if they're into it. If they're not, just they can look around at the pretty miniatures or whatever while you get your stuff done. But yeah, it's a safe place. It's it's in a quasi safe neighborhood. And so, yeah, sure. All right, now we got one from the man himself, Jason Hobbs of Random Screen and Hobbs and Friends. Let's listen. Glenn, old man Grognard Radio. That's a mouthful, brother. This is Jason with Random Screed. Hey, man, I just wanted to thank you for uh, your uh, pushing of the any voting. And um, I agree with you about the Ennies, man. It's nice to be nominated and it would be nice to win. But all in all, 
I really do it because I love it. And, of course, like you say, it boosts your confidence and helps you want to keep going when you find out that other people love it, too, because uh, that's fantastic. Um, but there's some of the politics that I don't like. Of course, I'm always complaining about politics these days. Man, Glenn, let's roll some dice, brother. That's what I say. Anyway, uh, keep up the anchor cast, and uh, always good to hear from you. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for the kind words, Jason. Uh, it's really appreciated. Yeah, I'm pretty much apolitical. So, and to, I'm apolitical to the chagrin of some people, including my wife. So, you know, I, when I say I'm apolitical, I mean I care about things I want to care about, not what any party cares about or movement or anything like that. I always quote the line from Big Trouble in Little China. We take what we want and leave the rest, just like your salad bar. Thanks for the kind words. I have no problem pushing Hobbs and Friends. It's a great podcast. So is Random Screed. So now, this is kind of a rant. And <laughs> see, I, I don't do very many rants. I, yeah, I can rant, but my rants always come off as a whine. So, I'm trepidatious, hey, new word, trepidatious, about saying anything. It's back to 5th edition. And it's not really 5th edition. I should say it's all about the new edition, whatever that may be. I, from what I've seen, I, see, on my regular blog, Old Man John's, oh, um, sorry, Old Man Johnson, got, on my, on my, old blog, Too Much Johnson, I kind of wrote an article where I said I I made my peace with 5e, because I do play in a 5e game. And if you call, if you look at MacArthur, which is based on 5e, that's two 5e games. And I said I'd never run it, and I still say that. Actually, I say I won't run it, because they always say never say never. So I won't say, I won't use that word, I'll just say I won't run it. The reason... I'm concerned is I thought I'd made my peace with it long ago. You know, you go your way, I'll go mine, I'll play in your game, but that's about the extent of it. That way everybody has fun. You know, the old, the COSR creed, as long as everybody's having fun, we're okay. But it's the enroachment of a system try, trumping every other system out there that bothers me. I mean, you see that, you saw that in Pathfinder, Pathfinder is finally getting some some pushback and some backlash. I think it's long overdue, but there with 2.0, I knew people wouldn't be happy about it. So I, I just don't like something totally dominant. I mean, okay, fine. D&D has totally dominated the role-playing market since they invented D&D. So I understand that. But the point I'm trying to make is... Fifth edition isn't a be-all, end-all, and I think that most people know that. People want to try other systems, and I'm not even talking about other D&D systems. I'm talking about, you know, other other things like Traveler, Savage Worlds, Gamma World, some of the other newer ones that are out there, Dungeon World, or any other indie game that is out there. I just happen to like the old school games, and that's what I want to run. That's what I want to play. 
I just feel that it gets to the point, whenever I see anything in the media about D&D or any role-playing games, it's always 5th edition, which is natural because that's the current edition, or whatever it is, 6th, 7th, whatever they come up with. I never see, oh, for nostalgia's sake, I may see like a couple of covers of like the old 1E Player's Handbook or Dungeon Master, especially the Player's Handbook, or the Dungeon Master's Guide. But for the most part, they're using 5th edition. And I, it, the general public gets the impression that that's the only game out there. And it's not. Okay, that's one side of it. Another side is trying to find a group that likes to play my games. Now, I've been, as I've said before, my other my other things like my video series and stuff, I have been on my podcast, I've been blessed with some great groups. Now, the Thursday group's pretty much locked into Matt Smith Garther. Okay, fine. The Saturday group, it's a second edition game, playing Temple of Elemental Evil. I couldn't be happier. And I'm playing with my grandson. My Monday game, these guys are absolutely the best. They are. We are playing 5th edition right now because that's what my buddy Carlos is running. But when I, I get behind the screen, they're pretty much willing to follow me anywhere I want to go. And they love it. And I just, I wish I could just like, you know, g- carry these guys wherever I go. If I ever move or anything, it's like, you guys are moving with me because I like playing with you guys. You know, that kind of thing. You know, freeze them, put them in amber, you know, for, for later. Because they are such good role players and they just, they, they try anything. It's great. Which is more than I can say about me. So, But the fifth edition thing is trying to find a game that I want to play that is not the latest and greatest is getting harder and harder. It used to be a little easier. When 4th edition, bless you, 4th edition, you were so bad. Well, I'm not saying you're so bad. There's still people who play it. But, I mean, it is so, it's so not what people wanted that if I, if somebody wanted to play Labyrinth Lord or somebody wanted me to run Labyrinth Lord, no problem. Or if I could, I could find a Swords and Wizardry game or I could find this game, the, some of the old school. Bless you. And then 5th edition came out and it just steamrollered over everything. These days, I... And, all right, fine, I'm a cheap bastard. I don't want to buy the books either. Yeah, you can find them at discount or get PDFs and stuff. No, I just don't want to buy the books. I'm stopped. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with buying editions of Dungeons & Dragons. That's it. I don't really care for the direction they went to, went into... I applaud 5th edition for what it is, and I can pretty much run something straightforward as a player. So I'm all right with that. But I watch the machinations. And it's funny because the, the guys, I'm going to take my Monday game in particular because that's the one I'm playing 5th edition in right now. But I watch these guys' machinations about trying to get through a combat, and they're pretty good at it. They're really good at it because they catch the they get the they get the system. They know how to work the system. And I think that's one of the advantages that group has is they know how to work that system real well. But all these filigrees and separate actions and uh, 
bonus actions and surges and things like that. Uh, why? I know they're trying. They're just trying to. The game seems to try and fill in holes that I would rather stand filled in the game system because I want to make the decisions. I'm the DM. Let's go. Okay, let's try this and see if it works. Type of thing. And every edition after the original, they just tried to make it. They tried to codify every single thing that could happen, even though they always say this is a free form game. That's what the GM, the DM's job is, is rulings, not rules. And that was supposed to be the mantra uh, for all, all those kind of games, any game you can think of. And, but they keep trying, okay, rulings is rules, but we want the game to be more popular to a greater segment to the population so we can sell more of them. So let's try and codify everything we can think of. And it just... It just doesn't fly with me. I would rather fly by the seat of my pants. I would rather have some basic rules. Let's do it. And and after a while, the players start crying. Oh, I don't have all the options I want. Yeah, you got all the you got all the options in the world. Just think of something and ask me. But no, players have to have a rule they can point to to say, "See, I can do this." Although they always leave out the critical part of that is, you see, I can do this if the DM lets me. They forget that part. So, the more rules they plug, the more holes they plug, the more codified, the more rigid the rules become. And the less wiggle room the DM has, which is probably great for players. They probably love that part. But trying to run something like that with all this straitjacket on is not my idea of fun. <laughs> the, the whole thing is they're trying to appeal to a wider range of people, people who wouldn't normally play role-playing games, and trying to make a family thing. It's always family thing. And with a family thing, they always need something. They need as many rules as they can for certain, any situations. And also they're trying to get people into the... They're trying to get people into the hobby. So the best way to get them in the hobby is having a rule for everything and going, okay, see, this is it. This is, you can do this, see? And I guess maybe I'm too much of a grog nerd. I don't know. Playing 30 years at this game, at role-playing games, uh, maybe I'm just too much of a grog nerd. But, okay, that's one thing. I'm getting on about the rules. This is what I don't like about the rules, but also... It just starts get. I don't want it to become the only game in town. As in, that's the only game I can find to play. I remember back, like, the 2000s, when the RPGA was still around. I belonged to the RPGA. I felt I had to. I moved to Oklahoma in, a, in 1999, late 1999, 2000. And I got here, and... It got. It was to the point. I was. I made some friends. I got to know the local game store, and it got to the point where I couldn't find a game, and I joined the RPGA just to have something to play, because it was around around that that section of the RPGA. It, it was like join the RPGA or don't play, because it was third edition time, and it was like if it ain't D twenty, it ain't nothing. We don't want to play it. 
And because I couldn't get a game outside the RPGA. So I ended up joining it, and it turned into the only game in town. Yeah, I tried a few. I got to play a few other things, but it was all Watsy stuff, like Living Force, the D twenty Star Wars, that kind of thing. I even played Living Jungle once. But I, I don't want it to be the only game in town. I'm sorry. I want to play my old school games, and if it's gonna, uh, you know, the the current edition of Dungeons and Dragons, we have. I have a a great debt to I mean I had a great I felt a great debt and thankfulness for third edition because it had the open gaming license and if it weren't for that we wouldn't have the OSR and so this current edition I am indebted to for making it more acceptable more easy to get into more it is easier to get into I've got to admit that although with the right DM it couldn't you can make any edition easy to get into. But it, it's just, how do you do this without this enroaching, this enroaching, it's almost like the D&D Borg, you know. Resistance is futile, play this game. And I just, that's that's my rant right there. It sounds more of a whine, like I said, but <laughs> there it is. All right, let's start the day. I I hope you people have a great day today. And until I talk to you again... Oh, and if you got any comments and questions on this, you know where to find me. Voicemail me here at Anchor, or drop me a line at oldmangrognard at gmail.com if you're not listening on Anchor. So, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.